Welcome to the Chrisman Commentary Daily Mortgage News Podcast. I'm your host, Robbie Chrisman. Topics on today's episode include bank and credit union performance, my interview of Black Knight's Frank Poise on the current regulatory environment and what parts of the origination cycle AI will likely benefit first, and how housing is driving the economy. Thanks to today's podcast sponsor, Vizio Lending. Vizio is the nation's premier lender for buy-and-hold investors with over $2.5 billion closed loans for single-family rental properties, including vacation rentals. Vizio is fast, simple, and dependable when it comes to financing rental properties. They believe time is money and strive to be upfront and consistent about their qualifications. Using a simple DSCR rather than a complicated NOI calculation, there are no tax returns or personal financial statements, and their pricing is set so you always know your rate. Learn more, including about Vizio's top-notch broker program, at www.viziolending.com. Anytime the same news story contains words like FHFA, socialism, Congress, and credit scores, everyone takes notice. People are taking notice of bank and credit union performance in this environment as well. Unlike non-depository lenders, they're faring okay in this environment. Personnel can be shifted to other channels within the company, such as auto loans, credit cards, or customer service. They generally have a different set of concerns than in independent mortgage banks. For example, how does the referral process work and who's compensated along the way? How are potential non-mortgage customers identified? How are marketing expenses handled? Like, does the mortgage arm of the bank do its own marketing? How are management costs allocated? What's the reporting structure? such as who does mortgage report to and how. Are mortgage employees actively trained on other bank channels, such as auto lending or credit card work? IMBs, of course, must compete with bank and CU comm structures, which often involve a salary. Let's say 5 k per month plus commissions. Let's say 50 basis points. For today's interview, I wanted to welcome back to the show Black Knight's Frank Poise to talk about the current regulatory environment and what parts of the origination cycle AI will likely benefit first. He's Business Strategy Director, Managing Product Development for Black Knight's Origination Technologies Division, responsible for its digital origination products and the company's artificial intelligence platform, AVA. A mortgage banking innovator with a 30-plus year history of delivering technology solutions, Frank has expertise in origination, sales, operations, and capital markets. In addition to executive leadership in mortgage tech and banking, Frank has designed and implemented production systems for large and small financial institutions. He joined Black Knight's team through the Compass Analytics acquisition in September 2019, where his most previous role was Compass's chief revenue officer responsible for sales and marketing. So the last time we had you on, we talked about what lenders need to do to be ready to adopt AI solutions safely. Today, I want to discuss regulation of AI and considering the regulatory environment, what parts of the origination cycle will AI benefit and benefit first? So Frank, let's start uh, with me asking you, given the tightly regulated nature of the mortgage industry, what parts of the origination value chain will benefit from AI, at least in the short run? So in in the short run, um, the the most straightforward answer is let's handle some of the mundane stuff and take some of the work out of the way. 
Um, so uh, I mentioned in past um, editions of this podcast that we uh, we at Black Knight have been using AI and machine learning a great deal in the domain of document processing. You know, being able to classify documents, you know, lenders get hundreds of documents per loan application and being able to process those and extract data from those without humans have to touch, having to touch them is of enormous value, especially when that data can be really, really well leveraged inside a great LOS. Um, so are there things that, that we can do beyond the, that kind of mundane? Well, absolutely. There's, um, there's a ton of data, the amount of data that we gather as an industry uh, for uh, our consumer, as well as for our for the lender community, the process information, when decisions are made, when work happens, all can be used to significantly improve workflow. Uh, and using uh, AI technology, deep learning, which is a, a kind of machine learning, um, we really have the ability to understand how to improve processes and to look for trouble before it happens so that we can give consumers a better user experience. Uh, you know, there are many other applications you know, that start to create a little bit of concern uh, in terms of the regulatory environment, but that I think we should explore as an industry, especially as regulators um, start to mature their perspective. Things like the ability to, to have bots support consumers directly uh, while you know, customer service bots are fairly common. Um, using them to talk with lenders about the important parts of their their lending choices, things like pricing and eligibility, uh, and things like helping them to uh, to get through the mortgage application process more uh, more smoothly, uh, are a little bit troublesome only because uh, we don't know where bias could possibly be introduced when we're talking directly to a consumer. But there's tremendous opportunities for providing 24-7 support to consumers who are online. And, uh, and AI is, is an important component of that kind of solution. So, um, and then the, the other things that, are, that we think are going to be really great solutions are ones that are inward-facing, providing tools to your team. Um, if you watch the stories recently about ChatGPT with its ability to do things like write software um, or answer emails, uh, the ability to accelerate work internally without directly affecting consumers um, is also going to provide tremendous benefits. It certainly seems like the ability to leverage data and, and accurate data at that is really setting apart companies that are profitable from those that aren't this year. But I always tell people, this industry has historically been relationship-based, and I don't see that changing completely, are there any aspects that should definitely not be handed off to AI when it comes to the mortgage origination or loan sale process? Definitely touching on making loan decisions with something that is not absolutely auditable and deterministic, that is to say virtually any AI, is, is a pretty risky thing to try to do. Um, you know, to, to hand off the decision, any part of the, the, under, the underwriting decision to, a, to an AI um, is likely to draw almost immediate fire from regulators. Now, that's not to say that AI can't be a component of the decisioning process, but you have to be very careful how that's done. Um, so I would definitely not, if, even if I was a bank not making agency loans, if I was making portfolio loans, uh, if I was doing home equity loans, I still would stay away from um, using an AI to make any decisions. To be honest, it's, it's, it's quite frankly not even necessary. 
And so, um, so I think that's an area where everybody has to stay away. Uh, and then beyond that, it's, it's making sure that you understand how, uh, what you want to do with the, in the human experience that's going to make a difference. And in that same vein of the mortgage industry being relationship-based or forever retaining a portion of uh, a relationship-based industry, how would lenders using AI or how will lenders using AI be able to maintain the human touch so important to mortgage borrowers? I think we're going to have to be smart about this. Um, there's a certain number of consumers, and it's a growing segment of the population, who would be really happy if they never talked to a human um, because it's, you know, it's, it's a onerous process. But if you're on an accelerated path where you're uh, willing to sign up for every digital verification process and and uh, and e-signing and e-closing, uh, you know, you could potentially see, you could see a future where uh, where there's not a need to talk to anyone at any point through the process, except for the notary who's going to identify you with the closing. Um, but most people uh, are doing this transaction once every you know five, six years, if that. And it's a really important transaction. So having having the ability to make humans more available, uh, in in my view, is the most important one of the most important benefits to having this kind of technology. By taking work away from humans and making humans more effective, you can you can um, have them focus harder on that human relationship. So so let's find ways to make our underwriters and loan officers more productive first, and then they can then focus their energy on the consumer so that uh, so that the, the humans who want humans get humans who are really, really, really good at their job uh, and to be able to train and retrain people uh, much more quickly to to answer emerging needs is also something that uh, that AI and machine learning can be good at. So so apply AI inward facing first uh, seems to me like a good strategy for lenders. And it's nice to think that in the future, a one-size-fits-all process uh, will be obsolete. Companies will be dynamic uh, when it comes to what their borrowers want. Hopefully, people tune in next time when you and I talk about how Black Knight's loan origination system, Empower, is using AI and associated technologies to help streamline the origination process. Sounds good. Thanks. We had a little rally to close last week as the market responded to releases of flash June manufacturing and services PMI readings from major economies, which showed a clear trend of weakening activity. This weakening activity comes at a time when central banks, like the Fed, ECB, and the Bank of England, are threatening more rate hikes. Domestically, the S&P PMI surveys for manufacturing and services were both lower, showing that the sector is contracting showing that the sector is contracting while growth in services also slowed. Other economic releases of note showed initial jobless claims were unchanged at 264,000, while the four-week moving average moved higher. While initial claims have been higher as of late, they are currently where they averaged from 2015 to 2017. Meanwhile, continuing claims have been near their 2018 to 2019 range, consistent with 3.5% to 4% unemployment. Housing starts were higher than expected and may prove to be a boost to economic activity in the later part of the year. A 27% increase in multifamily starts led to the surprise reading. Builders continue to benefit from the lack of resale home supply as would-be sellers remain in place, not wanting to give up their historically low fixed mortgage rates.
The National Association of Home Builders Housing Market Index increased from a revised 50 to 55 in June. And despite being a slower week for economic releases last week, the few indicators as well as Fed comments provided insight as to the strength of the U.S. economy. Fed Chair Powell reiterated the modest economic expansion driven by consumer spending indicates that more work is needed to bring inflation down to the FOMC's 2% target. Housing, which accounts for roughly one-third of CPI, is being buoyed by limited supply as well as demographics, which are keeping demand steady despite higher interest rates. Single-family permits increased for the fourth straight month, and multifamily units under construction tied a record high. There was a slight uptick in resale home inventory last month as available homes increased to a still low three months' worth. Single-family home prices rose for the fourth consecutive month in May to a median price of $401,100 due to low inventory and stabilizing demand. This week concludes with month- and quarter-end trades on Friday. Data includes regional Fed surveys, housing data, durable goods, consumer confidence, and final Q1 GDP before concluding with May PCE on Friday. Fed Chair Powell is scheduled to appear on Wednesday before the ECB Forum on Central Banking. Today's calendar kicks off with Dallas Fed Texas Manufacturing for June later this morning and will be followed by a Treasury auction of $42 billion of two-year notes. We begin the week with agency MBS prices better an eighth to a quarter, the 10-year yielding 3.68 after closing last week at 3.74%, and the two years at 4.70% for no real reason, although there's some talk of the Russian political scene's unrest. Let's wrap up with a joke and some housekeeping. Police are called to an apartment and find a woman holding a bloody five iron standing over a lifeless man. The detective asks, ma'am, is that your husband? Yes, says the woman. Did you hit him with that golf club? Yes, yes I did. The woman begins to sob, drops the club, and puts her hands on her face. How many times did you hit him? I don't know, five, six, maybe seven times. Just put me down for a bogey. Thanks again to today's sponsor, Vizio Lending. Vizio has originated over 14,000 DSCR loans for long- and short-term rental properties. They offer qualifications based on DSCR rather than personal DCI, so no tax returns or complicated NOI calculations. Through their top-rated broker program, Vizio brokers can earn up to 5%. Learn more at VizioLending.com. If you have any questions about the podcast or sponsoring opportunities, send me an email at Robbie at robchrisman.com. Visit robchrisman.com for more information on our industry partners, access to archived commentaries, and how to subscribe to the daily mortgage news and commentary. To listen to or download past episodes of this podcast, search Mortgage News on any platform you get your podcast from.